This is the Marvelous People Horror Stories Podcast. Hello, you marvelous person. You're marvelous because you're here, and I'm grateful, and I'm Robert Crandall. Our website is horrorstoriespodcast.com. I've mentioned before that the best way to listen to this podcast is by sitting in a comfy chair with your favorite beverage, lights down low, and just sit back and enjoy. Well, here is what Zach, by the way, Zach was uh, the one who sent in his nightmare on our previous episode. He also mentioned in his uh, correspondence this. He writes, as you mentioned many times, I find it best to hunker down before listening in a spot one feels both solitude and security. And I find as though I've done deliciously. My favorite spot to listen is a tidy little nook I've secured in the shadow of a great willow tree overlooking a tender fire pit complete with kettle rod and a neat little spring that bubbles up from a bed of beautiful emerald moss to trickle listlessly down to a local river, which also pleases me to observe. I find its seclusion and security perfect for clearing away in droves the bulk of any mental debris, leaving me open entirely for the words of wonder you so humbly deliver. Thank you so much, Zach, for those kind words. And wow, that sounds like a delightful setting to listen to a podcast. So how do you listen to this show? I'd like to hear where and when you listen and what device and platform or app. Send it to myhorribledream at gmail.com. And don't forget to send in your nightmares as well. Our feature story is about a man who disappears in a search finds nothing but his voice. Charles Ashmore's Trail by Ambrose Bierce after this. Not all encounters end up in the news. Some are passed down from family. Some are kept hidden in journals and some are reported on the Nightmare Society podcast. On the Nightmare Society, we share your true horror stories, chilling accounts of home invasions, attempted kidnappings, obsessive stalkers, and even close calls with convicted murderers before they landed on a most wanted list. So come join us if you dare, because the scariest stories are the ones that really happened. The family of Christian Ashmore consisted of his wife, his mother, two grown daughters, and a son of 16 years. They lived in Troy, New York, were well-to-do, respectable persons, and had many friends, some of whom, reading these lines, will doubtless learn for the first time the extraordinary fate of the young man. From Troy, the Ashmores moved in 1871 or 1872 to Richmond, Indiana, and a year or two later to the vicinity of Quincy, Illinois, where Mr. Ashmore bought a farm and lived on it. 
At some little distance from the farmhouse was a spring with a constant flow of clear, cold water, whence the family derived its supply for domestic use at all seasons. On the evening of the 9th of November, in 1878, at about nine o'clock, young Charles Ashmore left the family circle about the hearth, took a tin bucket, and started toward the spring. As he did not return, the family became uneasy, and going to the door by which he had left the house, his father called without receiving an answer. He then lighted a lantern, and with his eldest daughter Martha, who insisted on accompanying him, went in search. A light snow had fallen, obliterating the path, but making the young man's trail conspicuous. Each footprint was plainly defined. After going a little more than halfway, perhaps seventy-five yards, the father, who was in advance, halted, and elevating his lantern stood peering intently into the darkness ahead. "'What is the matter, father?' the girl asked. This was the matter. The trail of the young man had abruptly ended, and all beyond was smooth, unbroken snow. The last footprints were as conspicuous as any in the line. The very nail marks were distinctly visible.' Mr. Ashmore looked upward, shading his eyes with his hat held between them and the lantern. The stars were shining. There was not a cloud in the sky. He was denied the explanation which had suggested itself, doubtful as it would have been, a new snowfall with a limit so plainly defined. Taking a wide circuit around the ultimate tracks, so as to leave them undisturbed for further examination. The man proceeded to the spring, the girl following, weak and terrified. Neither had spoken a word of what both had observed. The spring was covered with ice, hours old. Returning to the house, they noticed the appearance of the snow on both sides of the trail, its entire length. No tracks led away from it. The morning light showed nothing more. Smooth, spotless, unbroken. The shallow snow lay everywhere. Four days later, the grief-stricken mother herself went to the spring for water. She came back and related that in passing the spot where the footprints had ended, she had heard the voice of her son, and had been eagerly calling to him. Wandering about the place, as she had fancied the voice to be now in one direction, now in another, until she was exhausted with fatigue and emotion. Questioned as to what the voice had said, she was unable to tell, yet averred that the words were perfectly distinct. In a moment the entire family was at the place, but nothing was heard, and the voice was believed to be an hallucination caused by the mother's great anxiety and her disordered nerves. But for months afterward, at irregular intervals of a few days, the voice was heard by the several members of the family and by others. All declared it unmistakably the voice 
of Charles Ashmore. All agreed that it seemed to come from a great distance, faintly, yet with entire distinctness of articulation, yet none could determine its direction nor repeat its words. The intervals of silence grew longer and longer, the voice fainter and farther, and by midsummer it was heard no more. If anybody knows the fate of Charles Ashmore, it is probably his mother. She is dead. You've been listening to Charles Ashmore's Trail by Ambrose Bierce, who once said, Litigation, a machine which you go into as a pig and come out of as a sausage. I have enjoyed being with you, but now I must go. I hope you all the best and only the best. Please be well and thank you for listening to me.